0: Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light.
1: Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic
2: reversal. With the coming neutron.
3: listeners, rock and roll lovers worldwide, we're at the right place at the right time. You are listening to none other than the one, the only, Protonic Reversal, and we thank you for that. Got a great show for you today. Going to be talking to you, Mr. Josh Wayne Hensley of the Rutabaga, and perhaps... Mr. Garth Mason as well We'll see where the morning takes us How about that? How's that sound? Brutabag a hell of a band Brothers of don't work is one of my favorite records of I guess it was last year uh, They are known to, to, to bring people to tears That are otherwise very jaded folks uh, I, I expect this to be a good talk I think it's going to be a good time They're very interesting fellas I'm looking forward to speaking to him. Should be awesome. Should be very awesome. It is 61 degrees, windy and rainy in the Bay Area. So, of course, people are acting like it's the apocalypse, much to the derision of all of our Midwest friends out there in the audience and in radio listening land. Uh What people do not understand that just want something very easy to mock is that uh, we are a drought-ridden land. As in, when I say there's been a drought, I mean there's been a drought for the last four years. Uh, There's a thing called erosion. Erosion, people. Erosion. And erosion. Let's hear hear for erosion, huh? How about erosion? Uh, Oh, not 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 so much for erosion. So you get lots of rain, like say seven inches of rain at once. And you have trees that have, uh, you know, starving, starving for water, uh, whatever. It's saying you don't starve for water, do you? Well, not enough water, then too much water. And you know what you end up with? You end up with trees falling. You end up trees falling on power lines. It's a whole situation. The fact that they close the schools is, is, I guess that's a little bit mockworthy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. All I know is that the abject disdain that comes from our uh, Midwest brethren at the, it, it, it's it's a joke. The, like, the the joke is, you know, California weather, oh, there's never any California weather. And that's that's true, usually. Usually that's true. Um, today, not so, especially in the North Bay. And, and where most of these closures are for some of the areas, we're going to be having up to 45 mile per hour winds. Uh, we're going to have seven inches of rain. It's a whole situation, and in and of itself, that is not worthy of the, I wouldn't say panic, but the the discussion level that's going on. But that said, combine that with the years of of drought and the fact that this is the the biggest storm that we've had in seven years, something along those lines, It, it is actually... It doesn't fit the frame. It doesn't fit the frame of Oh Bay Area. They're freaked out about the weather, and they're a bunch of, uh, you know, they're a bunch of wusses. It doesn't fit that frame. Sorry. Sorry it doesn't fit the frame, but it is a very real thing. And not because of that, but largely because of, I don't know, lethargy? (laughs) We're broadcasting the show from... The International House of Neutron. Coming at you live and direct, only for the second time ever. Real-time drop is uh, out sick this week, so we will not have any real-time drop uh, in person, but we will have real-time drops of real-time drop, which is always a lovely thing and is uh, almost as good as the real thing. I don't know about that, but certainly... A nice thing, nonetheless. Uh, anyway, so, you know, you know the drill. We're playing some tunes. We'll be we're doing some talking. And uh, I, I've, I've got a window to the world for, for the weather. So if, if the signal suddenly cuts out or something along those lines, it's probably because of this, what's considered light rain among people. And I get it, people. Weather. Weather. Yeah, oh, I don't even uh Jeez. Rain? Come on. I laugh at rain. That's this is shorts weather. Yeah, I understand. It's, it's somehow that's like a thing that I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Okay, it's just weird. Uh, this is a Body Future song. This is a uh, off of Brand New Silhouettes. There they go. It's those rutabagas. That's the rutabaga that is through the holes in the floor. Yeah, a little, a little late with the applause there, but that's it. That's how it rolls here on Protonic Reversal.
2: Protonic Reversal.
3: Why am I playing that, you might ask? Well, because very shortly we're going to be talking to at least one, if not two, Bay is. Uh, we are going to be speaking to Josh Wynn Hensley, and rumor has it. Rumor has it. You think I'd be the authority on this? Being my radio show and all. We will also uh, be speaking to uh, Mr. Gareth Mason. I'm looking forward to that. I like those guys quite a bit. Like this band quite a bit. This is a. The record is called Brother. The lights don't work. And It's a corker. It's a corker, people. It's a good record. Yeah! See, that's why I like. I mean, people get excited. It's not just Storm of the Century here in the Bay Area, Radio Valencia, controversial. And, you know, Storm of the Century is is maybe a bit of a misnomer. We're going to lose trees. We're going to lose power lines. It's a very real thing. The palpable uh, near panic that has been in place the past couple days is a bit misplaced, perhaps. But, you know, hey, it's where we're at. We don't have weather here. What do you want from me? We don't have weather. It's why it costs like a million dollars a day to live here because there's no weather. But we do have drought. We got drought. We got a, a speedy rain delivery. Speedy rain delivery. That's not a real thing, is it? Well, we're definitely in speedy rain delivery right now. That's for sure. Anyway, enough about the weather. Should we talk about the weather? Should we talk about the government? Sure, we can talk about both those things. Oh, we are deep in it. The holiday season. This is an interesting time. I had my birthday uh, last week. This this would be a great time to uh, be able to share, (laughs) share the microphone with my lovely and talented co-host uh, miss Brenna Betts
4: that is a delightful image
3: yeah that is a delightful image Brenda thank you that of course is Brenda in a box that is a real-time drop if you will of Dj
5: real-time drop
3: who will not be joining us today she is she is home ill and that, that's a shame because it's Definitely seems much more indulgent than normal, sitting here and talking about, oh, I, did, so I went out and did this, and I saw the guy, and it was a whole situation. I'm pretty much just talking to my Spider-Man walkie-talkie. he it would be fair, is wrapped in attention. Uh, but anyway, you know, I had a birthday. Since I'm not 10 or 16, who cares? <laughs> really, ultimately. But I had a birthday. That was fun enough. That was good. Uh, it, was, it was it was fine. It was, it was a birthday, you know. As as men my age generally do, there was alcohol consumed. That was about the sum totality of it. People hung out. People got out of the house. I suppose you can call that a win. <laughs> it's just like the 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 soft tyranny of lowered standards. You know, when when you're when you're younger, you're like oh. My birthday show is gonna be amazing. There's gonna be dancing polar bears, and it's gonna be a 65 cannon salute. 65 cannons, That's a lot of cannons. Uh, there's <laughs> and there's gonna be <laughs> I, I can't even with this, but yeah, you, you get the idea. The, the scale is like, oh, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so great. And then uh, when you get to be my age, it's like, well, a couple people got out of the house on Friday. It was raining, so uh, you know that that was good. Had some beer. Oh yeah, yeah. What'd you for your birthday? Yeah, yeah. Went out. Went out. <laughs> went out is the is the upper echelon of accomplishment. Uh, when when you're when you're my age, and uh, luckily I don't look my age, which is good because there there's people I was I was mentioning. There's, there's lots of people I went to high school with, and uh, you know some have not fared as well. And Facebook being Facebook, I've been in a situation where, you know, I was, you know, glancing at the feed, Oh, what's so-and-so up to? Oh, okay, cool. And then, you know, I saw a picture. High school friend. I was like, oh, she's looking good. Ha! That wasn't her. That was her daughter. Oh! That was her daughter. Because (laughs) I'm old. You see... And I, I I have no children of, of of my own, so therefore I look years younger. <laughs> I presume that's why it is. My children are rock and roll bands that that people generally uh, on on the wider scheme of things do not listen to, in this radio show. So that that was a interesting. I guess you would call it the, an inadvertent creeper moment. I suppose I don't, I don't exactly know what you would call that, but indicative of something. What precisely? Couldn't tell you. Don't know. But uh, it's indicative of something, to be sure. Anyway, aging, cool. I get it. It's for the birds. Don't recommend it. Don't recommend it. I don't think it's a good idea, this this whole aging business. Dumb. It's dumb. Cut it out with the aging. It's chumps game really so all right we're gonna be talking to the rutabaga shortly uh the next uh, 10 minutes or so thank you for tuning in looking forward to talking to the gentlemen seeing what they're up to uh fine fine guys to just be in a room with but really you know great songs great times just uh first class people i am for the rutabaga solidly for solidly for the rutabaga should be a good time. I'm going to play the first song I ever heard from them next, which is not what you might think. This is before their brother's lights don't work record came out. This is actually a Nilsson cover, so this is uh this is off the Bull Carp EP, and this is the Rutabaga.
6: Well, I can't forget this evening. tomorrow when I think of all my sorrow I had you there but then I let you go and now it's only fair that I should
3: Uh, Libotritz. That was uh, the Gold Chair Ate the Fireman. That's off the Cry Is for the Flies record on Ipecac. Ipecac Records. Uh, one of my favorites of the year, for sure. Uh, amazing, amazing band. In- incredibly compelling front woman. And uh, incredibly compelling act all around. Before that, we had Without You, which I was in the impression was a Harry Nilsson cover, but I guess it's a Badfinger cover. Uh, it was pointed out to me in the On the internet just recently as recently as in maybe 30 to 40 seconds ago that that was the case i said that i didn't know that and uh, michael woe from body futures pointed out neither did whoever was in charge of the song royalties so there you go Uh, and on the phone right now right now we have none other than mr josh wayne hensley of the rutabaga hello josh can you hear me
0: hello conan awesome can you hear me
3: i can and so can the entire crowd here at the Protonica Versal Studios. <laughs> uh, thank, awesome. thank you so much for joining us. I feel I feel weird about using the Royal We when I just do the show alone, but it just sounds weird otherwise. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep with it because sounding weird is what I do, and uh, you know business is good.
0: I'm into the Royal We.
3: <laughs> uh, you
1: are about being in a band with a with a guy who constantly refers to himself that way, and he won't if you. If you refer to him otherwise, he won't even
3: respond. Does stuff get weird? Is it, does it get, does it, it get a little odd? Yeah. So, yeah. And and ultimately, and I think this is interesting, we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, the Rutabaga is ostensibly a two-piece band, but you're operating under that name as sort of a, and correct me if I'm wrong, as sort of a catch-all for your songs and your songwriting. Uh, before, yeah,
0: right? that's, that's definitely how it started. So, I was I was like in a five piece band back in the early two thousands and yeah, just had had a bunch of weird songs that didn't really fit with what we were doing, so that just kind of became yeah the catch all for my solo stuff. But yeah, then it ended up turning into a band.
3: And I think that uh, you know the, the where'd you get your band name question is the most hacky thing ever, and. Honestly, I'm I'm going to say that you, I think you're a, a band that transcends the name uh, and and imbues me. Oh, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you understand what what I mean when I say that. But uh, there is a, a a kind of I don't know, cute might not be the right. Well, there's a story behind it. Because so how did Ruta, how did you come to call it the Rutabaga? How did, how was that the the coat rack you hung these songs on?
0: Well, um, my for some reason my dad when I was a kid he that became a nickname that he called me and i'm not really sure why I don't i don't know if he really knows why i think it kind of started with josh the squash and then evolved to <laughs> the rutabaga the
3: i would assume yeah. i would assume you were a ska band if you called yourself josh the squash
0: <laughs> <laughs> think i mean it's a it's a horrible band name but thank, yeah thankfully it's not josh the squash you know I think Garth would probably feel even even more strange if if that's what. our I think is. I like that better actually. Okay,
3: <laughs> we're changing it right now. Right now, Protonic Universal exclusive.
1: <laughs> yeah, we took a vote. Corp Industries now changing to Josh the Squash LLP.
3: And, and so on the phone as well uh, is none other than Mr. Garth Mason, the uh, the drummer uh, for the Vega and or oh, I'm sorry for Josh the Squash. Excuse me, I'm I'm, I'm speaking out of turn. <laughs> Oh
0: man, we should stop this now. Yeah, this, really. this needs
3: to end now. Agreed. Uh, so all right. So it was uh, sort of like a, like a child childhood nickname. There's sort of like a childhood association uh, to it. That's you know, I think it, and I think it's sort of like uh, it goes from that's a dopey name to being like, oh no, that make you know that's kind of makes sense because there is almost a uh, I don't know. I, I...
0: It's a horrible band name, Conan. It's all right. <laughs> you, can, you can just say it. What there was a re- <laughs> there was a review a long time ago that said, be atrociously named the rutabaga. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> using that in our in our one sheet for a while. <laughs> but, that seems to come back. That's great. Yeah.
3: Well, I'd, I'd rather have a, I don't know, maybe, maybe like I said, as a, I, I think I phrased it well when I said you're a band that transcends the band name. And I think I'd rather have the songs be good and the band name maybe be, I don't know, less good than the other way around. Like you have a great band name and huh. just be terrible. That's you know
5: right a.
1: right so many good band names wasted on so many bad bands yeah
3: it's really true so all right you have you have these songs and you know you're you're hanging your hat on on this being called uh, Rutabaga. but how did how did it gel as the you know the we'll call it the the brother the lights don't work era or I guess we we called the because you did the bull car EP which I played the uh, that little four song EP and there's that I had no idea that was a, that was a I thought that was a Nilsson cover but yeah. Bad, bad finger. Bad finger, yep. huh? All right. Okay. Well, you know, right. learn something new every day. You know, just because I'm the Supreme Allied Commander of Rock doesn't mean that I can't learn something new every single day. Right. Uh, well, and
0: and to be fair, sang saying the hell out of it. Um, yeah, it's a great know. version. But,
3: and that uh, was the first yeah. thing I heard from you guys, and I was sort of like, ah, these guys. Wow. Okay. <laughs> They're going for it on this, huh? All right. This will be interesting. What's this all about? Yeah. And just based on that I didn't really know what to expect from your band. Uh and then seeing it live it, it felt like uh, you know with the with the live drums and with everything uh presented in much more I don't know it, it was very full sounding for a two piece and and I can't imagine that was you know very easy to necessarily figure out because you know this, there's no, there's no one else there's not a lot to lean on really when you're a two piece, right? right?
0: Right. We just lean on each other.
3: And uh-huh. you, you guys have a very brotherly symbiosis uh, while playing that I find kind of interesting. And, and it kind of ties into the whole, like, I don't know, like, family trip <laughs> aspect of it, maybe, if that if that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> sure. The good family trips, sure. not the terrible ones. Right. Like, n- nobody, right Romney isn't strapping the dog to the, to the uh, roof of the car or anything along those lines. Not those family trips.
0: Right. And there's, like, that underlying sexual tension kind right.
3: of. So how did, uh, I mean, is there, I'm sure there's, you know, if it's if it's just like, hey, want to go play on these songs and uh, be in this band? It's called Josh the Squash. Well, or, like, what's the, well, what's the story behind it? <laughs> well, like,
0: honestly, I had kind of, there, I had flirted with uh, another band for a while, and it was kind of a bad breakup. And um, I really hadn't been doing a lot of rutabaga stuff. I had done a couple solo shows, and you know, I would record uh, when I when I felt like it, or if you know, if I wrote a new song or something. But really hadn't been doing much with it. And uh, Garth and Garth and I started hanging out. Um, We had a mutual friend that passed away and my wife, Emily was, she was actually really close with uh, Matt was his name and they, Garth and Emily road tripped to the, to Matt's funeral together and we're kind of like, you know, why don't we ever hang out? This is, you know, we, we've known Garth for, for years, but we just, you know, we'd see him at shows and, and stuff like that, but we, weren't really spending a lot of time together. So anyway, we started having these Thursday night dinners at one of our houses and we, you know, eat food, play games. And we always kind of ended up down in the basement playing music afterwards. So it was, it was a pretty natural, natural thing. It just kind of happened through, through that. It was like, Oh, you know, we actually click really well musically. And, um, Got asked to do a Route Vegas show in Indianapolis, and just kind of asked Garth if he'd want to play drums for it, and and that was and it was just like super fun, and and so we were like, let's keep doing this. And that was like early 2011.
3: That's a, That's so, a good reason to do things, is if it's if it's very fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun,
0: you know, and like musically, you know, I mean, I, I'm, you've you've done this for a long time too, and you know how it is. Sure you know have. it's not always it's not always easy to trust uh, other people with your songs and um I don't know when you find someone that you mesh with and you enjoy spending time with them uh it's kind of like a no-brainer like hey we should do this more often
3: well totally and and I feel I felt like it was one of those things where when I first saw you guys play I felt like there was very dynamic dynamic engagement from both parties you know i mean there were songs that uh and i'm always impressed by this when um you know first of all just being a great drummer in and of itself is worthwhile and laudable but if you're being a great drummer and you're also or say maybe like doing backup vocals and doing some keyboard at the same time that's absurd and awesome and i think that that's it shows a level of engagement that's not just like oh here's here's some singer songwriter and here's some dude like keeping time behind him. You know, it it, it, right. it, it seemed like I was like, Oh, these guys are some, some for serious, you know, rock action. that's going to be happening right here. And,
1: <laughs> and if it's, you know, well, one of the things that used to drive me crazy, I mean, that's like, okay, so I've been, I mean, we've like Josh said, we, I mean, I also have been in bands a long time and, and it's like, as you get older, it gets harder and harder to schedule, you know like right. all the old people stuff that comes in and and finding people to make music with and that sort of thing so like the two piece thing is is awesome in that regard it's like when you're scheduling it's like one person to call can you do this <laughs> right yeah, exactly or no. you know but like, the thing uh, about
3: like oh Mitch he's uh i don't know he's uh, he's out waxing the weasel somewhere i don't think he can make it a practice <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, no. He's got it. waxing the weasel scheduled for a certain night. Right. Right. What? Runs down the road.
0: Can't do it. Dude. it, it waxing the weasel. It's on my. It's, right. And it's on my Google calendar. And he sees that and he knows.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, don't even ask.
3: Yeah. Don't even. Just, like, don't, don't bring it up. It's weasel waxing time, dog. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 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 There's less schedules involved, so it's it's easier to kind of uh, pull together and and well, but then.
1: Right, and then conversely, like, two-piece bands, for the most part, kind of, they're, I mean, I don't want to slag on two-piece bands, but, like, for me, I also play bass, so, like, when I see, you know, usually you see a two-piece band, and it's, like, guitar and drums, and it's just, it sounds, to me, it just always sounds kind of weak and empty, for the most part. There are some that pull it off, like, like, uh, Japan Droids, I think, is a good example of that, but, like, for the most part, we just really wanted to get a full sound as much as we could so we've figured out a few things that we can do to kind of help bring in the, the big sound as much as we can
3: sure and then and, and it seems like you know that's something that uh, like as i mentioned earlier that I, I was struck upon the first time seeing you guys that you know just for two guys there there's a there's a fullness to it that seemed you know you know impressive and I know, you know, from that—that's—that's that's hard to accomplish. So, like, was that was that a difficult thing to uh, pull together? I mean, did you have to like move arrangements around, or was that sort of like the ultimate envisioning? Was like, look, we're gonna do this. It's gonna the live act's gonna look like that. Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, when we met the devil at the crossroads, we said, "Look, in that contract, we have to have this fullness, <laughs> or it's just not going to work. It,
3: just, it just isn't gonna fly. We're not gonna be wearing gold plates right. diapers. It's not gonna be a thing that we're gonna want to be into."
0: Yeah, I'm not giving up my soul for some trebly, you know, yeah. singer-songwriter yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah like, so. <laughs> but no, I mean it. It definitely took us took us a little while. Like some of the some of the early shows, you know, you you could tell that we, you know, we knew what we wanted to do, but you know, we we weren't always able to pull it off. I mean, which is, I think that's common for any band. But you know, we kind of. I I I did change the way that I play guitar for you know for some of the songs and and kind of how I voice chords if I'm you know, I use an octave pedal on some of the songs and and so it, it you know it took some experimenting and um but yeah
3: you got there you got there <laughs> yeah hopefully well but it's also you know it's it's it's, it's interesting that I mean. So uh, the converse of not having to worry about when, what night Mitch is waxing the weasel and is not available <laughs> to practice is that, you know, there, there's fewer bodies and players involved to, to rely on. So it just, it, it's, it's almost like it seems, I don't know. It's, it's almost like a buddy cop movie or something along those lines. <laughs> Watching you guys play a show. And I mean that not just because of the, of the uh, sometimes facial hair that Garth is able to very, very well. Put <laughs>
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. um, and I think you just kind of you know plotted out our next video.
3: <laughs> I, think you, I think you need to do that <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely.
0: <laughs> I vote that I bad, bad cop, please. Okay, although that might be kind of a treading on some Beastie Boys territory
3: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, you got you got to tread carefully. But just remember that uh, one of one of you must be uh, a couple days away from retirement, and one must be the young gun who is always in trouble with his uh, sergeant. So. I think we know who is who. <laughs> That's the most important thing in bands, really. <laughs> so, uh, and then, uh the uh the... Well, first of all, I, I want to get into the Brotherhood Lights Don't Work record, but uh, talk to me about, about the Bull Carp EP, which always, I, I'm going to assume that it, it was an g esca- Not going to escape everybody, that if you look at it and you transpose the... The R and the A—it's a more natural word to see uh, that starts with bull than carp. What are you talking about? (laughs) Bull capper, capper, capers, capers. Are you talking like bull capers? Yes. Rack, rack. That was the first recordings of u two as the rutabaga. Is that is that correct? That was that were released.
0: Yeah, and that was—I mean, we we had we had started playing—you know—a lot of the songs that ended up on Brother. We had been playing live, but we also hadn't. Re- I mean, Garth had recorded my old band like in two thousand one, I think, and we—you know—we hadn't recorded together, obviously. You know, since then, so it was—it was kind of like a little experiment to see, like, okay, what is this like now? Is this something that we're comfortable doing ourselves? And you know, because we had both been through a lot since then, and you know, Garth had been—he had—he records a lot of bands around town and um, out here in South Bend, Indiana. Um, but he, you know, so he had—he had learned a lot, and you know, hopefully, I had gotten a little better. And um, just kind of knowing how to come through recording, so that yeah, that was just kind of let's see how this goes and see how this feels, and then we'll then we'll worry about a, a full length after that.
3: Kind of almost like testing the waters a little bit to to see where yep. where the challenges might lie. All right. Yeah. And then uh, and if my timing timing's off here, please let me know. But then that sort of correlates with after after that uh, is when. I became aware of your existence by the PRF Thundersnow, the the first one. Uh that was a uh, before before the next record, but after that EP. And right. it kinda seemed like, you know, to me, and again, watching it with with no context and being like, uh who are these guys, the Rap Scallions? You know, like what is this? All right, you know, uh it was it was definitely it seemed like you kinda had it all figured out. Uh, but then by the same token, I was like, oh, you know what? The CP is cool, but I bet the next thing is going to be really cool. Uh, so mm-hmm. you had to like workshop that for a while. What, 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 what did, what did you do? Well, first of all, if you can speak to the process of, uh, you know, playing Thunder Snow, you know, I was, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, can you, for those not in the know, they're familiar with the PRF events, uh, you know, of which this show is very much a part of. In a very intrinsic way, uh, what, what how would you characterize what thunder snow is to somebody? Say that you know our Bay Area listening audience, which keep in mind we just closed schools, and it's like you know six inches of rain and some wind.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, thunder snow. I mean, what is it? I I would say that it's it's like the perfect show. Like it, like if you want to do okay, so. I kind of hate those giant music fests. Right. Like, you're kind of, I mean, it's just, it's overcrowded, it's its expensive, and there's a ton of bands you don't want to see, that sort of thing. And it's, you know, it's just a long...
3: Right, you just want to be like, when's, when's Leonard Cohen Blaine? I just want to see him. I don't want to see all these other Right.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to spend $150 to see, you know, Billy Idol or whatever. So... Like uh, so, the thunder snow thing, like uh, the whole thing is in a hotel, and it's in the ballroom, and all the bands are awesome. Most of the time, it's going to be bands you've never heard of before, and but you know it's going to be great. And uh, and so, like the fact that it's in the hotel is that when you check in, you really don't have to get out of your pajamas the entire weekend. And that's pretty beautiful because then, like, if the, something happens, if you just want to take a break, walk back to your hotel, take a load of your room, take a little nap, come back out, get some
0: food. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, and very, it's very communal, like, not, not in a dirty hippie way, but just, you know, it's, it's you know, like the shining slash coolest rock fest. Ever, because it's small enough. <laughs> it's small enough. <laughs> it's, it's not so big that, you know, I mean, it's a lot of rock to, to get through. And, you know, by Sunday night, you know, you've kind of gone through your second, third wind, and you're just like, I don't think I can handle another, you know, emotional, loud experience right now. But then, like, Retribution Gospel Choir comes out and completely explodes your brain. Right, um, right. So yeah, to to me it was awesome. It, it was that was that would have been what 2012, or thir- was that yeah? 13? That was uh,
3: that would have been 2012. Yes, correct.
0: Oh, no, no, 2013 because it was in February.
3: Oh yeah, 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 right, right. Early 2013. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure.
0: And that was actually my introduction to PRF events. Um, like Garth had been posting on the electrical forum for for years. Um, and he had talked to me about it, and I had, like, you know, I would get on and lurk and, and, you know, look up if I had gear questions or whatever. There was probably already a thread that addressed it. But, you know, he had told me, hey, like, those dudes, like, uh, you know, put on these events, and they're going to do one up north. And it's in February, you want to see if we can get on this. And I was like, well, um, <laughs> I guess. You know, I, I had never been to the Upper Peninsula, and I was like, sure. February, February seems kind of like a risky time to try that. But. <laughs>
5: right, right, right.
3: <laughs> it seems daunting but, weather-wise. You know, your band doesn't sound anything like the Jesus Lizard, so I'm sure that you know seemed <laughs> coming at it from the outside a little more, made it yeah. seem a little crazy, which is right. a misnomer. And again, for those that right. lack, lack the context, uh, the forum in question is the Leftfield Audio Forum, home of the of the PRF, and although it is known. Uh, mostly for you know you you're obviously your shellac you know, former guest Steve Albini, excellent band as well as bands like the Jesus Lizard and things along those lines. It, there's a wide, varied, and diverse crowd of bands and people uh, that goes across all different types of spectrum of of music. That the the correlating factor generally that it's very good. I would say right,
1: yeah. Well, and it's it's all you know it's all unique too. I think that's the one of the best parts of it is that. PRF bands for the most part don't really I mean like you can hear influences but almost every every band that we've met through PRF has like their own kind of their own signature sound and it's like yes there's you know again there's influences but it's so somehow unique enough to, to like be really compelling uh, it's just, it, since getting involved with this I've just been turned on to some of the best music that I've ever heard in my life and it's it came to a point too where I was like
3: completely
1: stagnant, where I was like, "Ugh, there's no music that I like," and that really I just came down to as I was just being lazy.
3: Yeah, and that's a complaint that I often hear in the uh, you know, for lack of a better term, the, the more mainstreamish. Uh, Music world And and my response to that Is I was like What are you talking about There's Yeah exactly
1: There's so much Good music out there now I mean I do a radio
3: show Where I I play it every week And it's every week It's like Oh I didn't get to that Okay Gotta kick it to next week I mean it's not Yeah uh, And you know
1: On a a lower level Like I do a lot of live sound On the weekends And between bands I'll play I'll play a ton of PRF bands And uh, you know Once in a while People will just come up And be like Man you guys You play some of the best crap uh between between bands you know so
3: and you're like yeah i know it's what i do i'm kind of known for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's my gift to you (laughs) one one of my gifts to you (laughs) just one of them
3: (laughs) uh so all right speaking of speaking of thundersnow so you're you're, like looking at the situation of like all right february huh upper peninsula there you know what yeah it's got some weather there's some weather that's gonna be happening right there right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, but then you came up and, and and you played it, and it was the situation as you described, where the you know the the bands are playing in a, in the same hotel that everyone's staying at, and kind of has almost a I don't know summer camp is probably a misnomer, but a, a camp kind of vibe to it, where people you know yeah cluster De- off
0: definitely. I mean, I was I was just gonna say like coming in as as the new band, you know, because a lot of the people knew each other from you know I mean there's a lot of folks from Chicago obviously where the studio is located but you know they they've been having barbecues in the summer for for several years now and so a lot of the a lot of the folks knew each other and when getting there I kind of felt like we were like the new kids that got got dropped off to camp like you know, a day late, mm. and everyone else was already <laughs> hanging out and having drinks, and you know, talking about what they were going to grill that night, or right, right. you know, or drawing penis pictures together, or whatever they were doing.
3: <laughs> like, um, like you do, like you do. It,
0: it, yeah, but then by the you know by the end of the weekend, if you know, you know, like when you leave camp and you're just like, ah, I don't want to go home. Right, the best right. The people ever. Yeah, and then and then trying to go back to work, you know, the next week, and you're just like, "What am I doing with my life?" Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there's definitely a a lot of people talk about post PRF barbecue depression, and it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I mean, it's it's a hell of a way to conduct yourself as a, as a human being, uh, let alone as an artist for you know a short amount of time, and to be surrounded by so many other awesome creative people. And everybody, like, the way I've always characterized it is you can turn to darn near anybody at one of those events, not know who they are, and just be like, hey, person, hello, my name is so-and-so, and and then they're awesome. And start
1: in on some conversation about some obscure band immediately.
3: Like, you can skip past the first, you know, seven awkward phases of of meeting someone and, like, seeing if, do they share my values and interests? I don't know, because they do, and they probably are doing something very rad. And I can't think of another yeah, place right. that's like that. And certainly not another quote-unquote music festival. I just use air quotes.
0: Right. <laughs> to, to, uh, we we felt them.
3: To my Spider-Man walkie-talkie, which is looking at me right now. And it was like, I can't believe yeah. you used air quotes, dude. That's so lame. Uh, no, and, and and I mean,
0: like, let's be honest. So many of us are socially awkward anyway. And to be someplace where you are with, you know, a lot of, like, not just like-minded people, that, but people that are just like, who are you? Cool, what do you do? Like, you know, like, what's your story? And not not have to go through those seven awkward phases. And, and then all be in a sauna together. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden you're in a sauna <laughs> together. <laughs>
3: I know, this happened. I never believed it could happen until it happened to me. You know, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's... it's um, you know, it, it's hard not to sound cultish when you're talking about it, but you know, <laughs> that's just, um, yeah, you don't, you don't get many experiences like, like that as an adult, um, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I think one of the awesome, uh, one, like the timing-wise
1: for uh, having something in the middle of, of uh, winter, especially in the Midwest, is that, like, it really, you know, once once uh, New Year's over, there's, like, that really long gap that you just kind of have to suffer through it's until, messing. like, yeah, March it's... or so. Yeah. Right. And then so having this one thing, like, I, I really, like, it really helps me having that thing on the calendar. Like, this is something that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. You know, uh, like winter depression is a real thing for a lot of people and having this in the middle of winter, like, all right, this is the adventure, you know, it's, it's, it's powerful. At least, at least in my life.
3: Totally. And it's, 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 yeah, it's the kind of thing where, you know, especially up, up there, uh, you know, I I love, I love the area, but it's, it's kind of like, there's not a lot of, of regular entertainment uh, along those lines in general. Yeah, So it's one of those things where it's interesting that everybody just goes to this place and there's this thing that happens that, you know, you may or may not be aware of it, but this, you know, something awesome is happening and yeah, it's, it's something to look forward to It's something to kind of get you through like the rest of the, uh, the winter doldrums and the, uh, they're like, boy, I can't wait till this snow melts. There's sure a lot of snow, See, huh?
1: <laughs> right. and One of the cool things too, and you know, we're both from a small town, Josh and I, um, so it's like, it's nice to also show.
3: I talking about Fort Wayne, like, Indiana?
1: Of course. No, no.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm of course referring to the fact that uh, you're South Bend, right? <laughs> and you I said Fort, I, I said, you said Fort Bend yeah, on the I, Facebook. I know, I, I know what I said. I didn't, I didn't have any, uh, I didn't have any coffee yet. So just here, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give, I'll give myself one of these. Ooh, whoa. That's cold. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I know. Raw dog yourself, bro. It'd be, the, um, like, it'd be like it'd be like somebody saying you know for me as, as an oakland guy like uh, yeah, what is that san leandro like no man it's not san leandro come on grow up anyway go ahead <laughs> okay <laughs> right regional humor is always best
1: oh yeah so yeah so like you're in a small town like so this whole thing is in escanaba and uh but there's always like every year the and this year's uh gonna have at least two bands from Marquette, which is about less than an hour away. Um and it's it's cool that that there's like, you know, to kind of show everyone that, you know, like even in small towns there's good music happening. Uh, uh Great Beast is playing and then Terminal Orchestra.
5: Mm-hmm. They're both
1: sure. they're sure. both amazing. Um we got to have great Beasts down here in South Bend a, a couple times. That so was it was cool. The um, but it, it's nice that uh, to know that that good music is not an exclusively large city thing. At least it's nice to be able to 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 have that when you're not in a big city.
3: Well, totally, and that's kind of the thing that uh, you know I, I found that sort of whatever bands you have from wherever area they are, they're they're the Vat band of that town, and. Uh, I mean that, and I mean that charitably when I say that. It's sort of like, oh, this is you know, these would be the guys or girls that you would want to know, and you'd want to, you know, play a show with, or you know, have a drink with, or just hang out with and and talk to you because they're completely awesome. And it's all those people together in you know one room, doing doing things together and at each other and perhaps with each other, and that's a that's a that's a nice thing. Right. So, talk to me going from Thundersnow then uh and talk, tell me a little bit more about the making of the record. The record I'm talking about of course is Brother the Lights Don't Work. Maybe you're familiar with it. I think uh I think you may have heard of it.
0: Oh, uh, us yeah, we
3: yeah, we've heard of it. <laughs> and uh th- this is at at first blush if if you look at it you're, you know, if you're someone that's looking at it without context, you'd be like, "Huh, a couple of these songs are kind of long. What are the what are these guys up to? Is this Prague? <laughs> like, what's happening here?" Uh, and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the first thing that you, that you would think of. I think the songs, and we played a, one of the songs uh, earlier in the show, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan of it, and I think I think it works, and it 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 rides a fine line that. uh as a, For instance, one of my favorite songs is Youth of America by The Wipers, which is an 11-minute oh, song.
1: Right, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, you know. song. Great song.
3: And uh, that song doesn't seem as long as it is. You're sort of like taking on a bit of a journey, and then at some point you're like, oh, wow, that was, that was 10 minutes long. Holy, holy moly. It's crazy. Right. And I would say, and I think you guys pull off a, a very interesting feat, that the longer songs do not seem like longer songs that are yeah. on there.
1: So they don't feel like it when you're playing them either,
3: which is good. So how does like as far as like you know was it was it more of an idea of building mood or because certainly any of those songs would work as you know your your three to four minute pop song, uh, whatever as well. But was was that a conscious effort to like break away from the more singer songwriter mindset? Was it uh, was it just how it developed? Oh. Like what happened there? The
1: summer uh, turn on the summer actually it was com- it. <sighs> I know people overuse the word organic, but, like, it just sort of worked out that way. It was just a riff that, that we were just playing, and, uh, like, Josh just kind of started it on this riff, and I started playing, and we just kind of, it just felt good and just kept going and kept going, and then we were kind of like, should we just keep going with this? How old is yeah. this off? Do we shorten it? And then, I, you know what, we do whatever
0: we want if we like it then we're just going to do it um, yeah we did try like when we were recording turn on the summer we 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 experimented a little bit trying to edit it down and it just it just didn't feel like it didn't feel right to us and that's kind of been our compass the whole time we've been playing together is like you know if something if something feels right to both of us then we're you know we're going to do it we never like sat sat down and had meetings like let's Let's do longer songs, or you know, whatever. It just, you know, it just. If it, it's...
3: like, was it, would there be it it, would there be a printed agenda that someone says, "All right, we're calling this meeting to order. We're gonna talk about longer songs now." <laughs>
0: right.
1: Gentlemen, we need to get the kids involved. What do we do? What do the kids like these days?
0: Yeah, because everyone knows kids have long. attention
1: <laughs>
3: That's that's the rumor. Yeah, that's the rumor on the street is that the attention span of the of the kids is uh, really really quite long. Yeah,
1: yeah. millennials—they're crying out for a twelve-minute song.
3: Yeah, they're getting really into tales of the topographic oceans by yes. Is what I hear. <laughs> exactly. So it's just it was the kind of thing where like, oh that's just, that's we're sort of cheating ourselves and the song by making it shorter. So let's just have it be as long as it needs to be.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was just it didn't seem it didn't like uh I don't know. It just like I said, it like uh it it's it's all about what you know, what feels right. I think I think that's I think that's the way that's the way all songs work for people like for in every band like
0: if it doesn't feel right then then you fix it well maybe that should be the way it works i mean i've definitely been and had you know had experiences playing with people that are worried about having a cool part that you know that is is cool like man check out that thing i just did but it doesn't necessarily serve the song in in any way um so, you know, that that's at the end of the day, the song kind of dictates what we do. And that's, um, you know, that's one of the nice things of being in a band with Garth is that he, he gets that. And he's, I mean, he has cool drum parts, but it's not like if, if something was taking away from the feel of the song or something, he's not going to be like, uh, you know what? I don't care because that's amazing that I can do
3: that. <laughs> right. It's not like, bro, you stepped on my fill, right? <laughs>
0: exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, bro, 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 you stepped on my fill, dude. Come on.
0: <laughs> do you even fill, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, so, and then some of, and a couple of the songs, you know, there's some guests on on the record as well. Uh, was that always envisioned that like, Hey, we could have some strings on, on this tune or was it something that just sort of happened uh, more organically? That, that's another Thunder Snow thing because
0: we had, um, we had played with the paver, um, I think once before Thunder Snow.
5: Great band. Yeah. But, friend of the show. yeah
0: we had played with them in Chicago and, um, but they were, they played that first Thunder Snow also. And, that just an amazing band, one one of one of my favorite bands um, that that's out there. And uh, just kind of talking to them later, like as things were winding down, uh, and I think it was Billy and she who said, "You know, hey, um, if you guys need strings on anything, let us know," because she plays violin and and Brendan plays cello and. Um, so yeah, when we were, we were, I kind of kept that in the back of my head and, um, yeah, it was just, we, we sent them a rough mix of buried in the snow and asked if they'd be interested and, and throwing some strings on there. And like a week later, they sent <laughs> back this beautiful arrangement that was just, that's awesome. I mean, Super tasteful, and yeah. you know, because you can go smarmy with strings. I mean, at least oh, you, sure <laughs> you sure <And> can. You
1: sure can. Well, and they're like, they're like, uh, well, you know, just keep what you want to use and edit out the rest. And blah blah blah. And we're like, no, we are keeping all of this. Yeah, because what they did was awesome, and totally like just like you said, is it, it, we we're really really happy. And yeah, we didn't want like you know 70s string vibe.
3: Right. Where it was. right, exactly. You, you, there's certain ethos that you're uh, that you want to want to be going for, and, and Schmaltz is not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I, these were a very Schmaltzy time. Apparently, I, I still don't understand why everyone had to put strings on everything.
3: It was like saxophones, man. Like you know, there's a, this is a time period where there's a saxophones in everything. Like, and it's like, oh, there the like, uh-huh. saxophone part. All right. And then all those poor unemployed saxophone players in the 90s, you know, just, just sitting there, we'll play sax for food.
1: Yeah, well, and then, then Scott came around. And it's right. like, <laughs> uh, you're ruining you are ruining horns for everyone.
3: And I should also uh, mention, uh, because we, we, we did bring up Billy that she hosts her own podcast uh, called By Measure. You can find bymeasure.blogspot.com. Uh, it doesn't get nearly enough props, including on this show. And I, I just forget to mention it. So I mention that now. Uh, listen to "By Measure," but also listen to "Protonic Reversal," of course. Um, so, all right. So, you got this record, and you know, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Garth. Didn't you record this yourself?
1: Well, I mean, we both recorded it, but yeah, yeah, we did this. We did uh, we did it in two. Like we did the the bulk of it in two sessions. We found, uh, like I said, I do a lot of live sound, and I had uh, I had key access to. uh a space that used to be a an old church. It wasn't a huge church, but a smaller church, and uh, I was a rented hall, and and I could add, and so I I had access to it. So we just went in, and I liked because I always did sound there a lot. I always liked how the drums sounded in there. So we we were able to set up and and record most of the parts in there and get
3: get that. Kind of a
1: bigger natural sound.
3: Yeah, it does have an interesting drum sound. It's sort of, and it's, and for, for people that are not recording geeks, the the sound of a room really, you know, for for vibe of the record it matters a lot. But for sound wise, it it matters quite a bit uh for drums. And the fact that you have a small room with you know enclosed space, you're, you're, the drums are going to sound completely differently and have to be mic'd yeah. and set up differently than if you have like a big. You know, it's a big, nice-sounding room, like you know the the, the right. classic John Bonham, uh, is, is the yeah, for Led Zeppelin, of course. You know they would they, they would right. do things like that. And that,
1: and I am that's not to take away. I mean, like it's just a different sound, and it's right. kind of like what you want. I, I'm not saying anything like there's something. There's also something really cool about to me about like really dry and tight-sounding drums, but it's just not what we really wanted for this album. So yeah, we we recorded that. We were really happy with it. Um, I mean, it was all it was all DIY as far as that goes. Like the the gear that we used was pretty pretty laughable by gear snob standards, but I think we were successful in making
0: it work.
3: No, and, and it as far is... as like
0: yeah,
1: as yeah, far as like what we got, we we wanted out of it. And right,
3: right. I mean, I think it is a quite a remarkable record. You know, I've I've gone a record. <laughs> Early and often that that I think it's a great record. I think it represents what you do very well, and I'm I'm interested in seeing personally what uh, what you guys do do next because I've heard some of the songs and I'm interested to see how you how you present those because it's not just here's more <clears throat> like it definitely you know there's other ideas being represented but it still sounds like you guys and I think that that's yeah that's the kind of progression that you know I, again the classic example is the Ramones right you know the Ramones were a great band but you know there, there wasn't a lot of artistic progression. I think by the time you got to, I want, you know, I want to be sedated. There's like a one note guitar solo, you know, and that's like (laughs) the level of artistic progression that there was for the Ramones, but the Ramones were the Ramones and the songs were great. And that's what counted. Uh, But it's as far as, you know, full conception of what I think of when I think of the rutabaga, like it's one of those things that like, I I know if somebody has the record and, and be like, Oh, I really like these songs. Like, cool. It's like that, but like just better uh, live because, you're right there, and you can see these guys interacting. And it's a whole thing, and that that's a it's a harder feat to pull off than one would think. And so, you know, props to you guys for that. That's that's actually really cool, and I yeah, I really like the record. I guess that's. My Thank point. you. <laughs> Thanks. You can't you can't see the. Thank link. you. Checks in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So send that to PO box. Uh, but. So tell me about the difference between, you know, you, you play Thunder Snow, you, 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 you beat a bunch of bands that, that are like-minded, a bunch of great people, kind of introduced to the PRF community. Uh, but I think that what I noticed the, the big change up was in uh, Perception, on, on my end anyway, was playing you guys playing the next uh, PRF event in Chicago, the, the, the Mothership PRF Barbecue. And mm-hmm. that, was, that, that was a set that was done at a Borelli's, which is a, a you know pizza parlor. It's taken over for for the weekend, and it was in the back yep. room, and the the I guess it was the pool room, right? Is the uh, the official designation of that? Yeah, and uh, kind game of. Game room. I would say Gamera. your game room. There you go. I, I would say it was one of the cooler rock and roll moments I've ever been seen to witness, and maybe you know, there's something to be said for timing. There's something to be said for context, but it seemed like that was a moment that I kind of saw a band in this case being your band sort of connect with their natural audience or connect on a deeper level. And I was lucky enough to be able to be enough in the moment to be like, Oh wow, cool. This is awesome. Uh, but did that feel any different to you than it did from like playing like a, a regular show that, you know, what, what was, what was, what was it like on, on the rutabaga side?
1: Um, I mean, like, I, I don't know. It's just, there's some times where there's like some sort of, uh, I don't know. You can't. It's hard to quantify. Like, uh, there's just sometimes where there's like some sort of click that happens, and and then I don't know. Again, it's it's hard to to talk about it and not sound all kind of hippy dippy. But like,
3: we do broadcast at Berkeley, so it's okay. You can sound hippy dippy if you want. <laughs>
0: Well, it was all about the crystals that we brought. <laughs> <laughs> Chakras were aligned. No, no, but like there, like there was definitely an amazing energy in in the room, and that was, I mean, that's a show that I will never forget. And you know, I mean, it it, it it's not only hard to talk about without sounding hippy dippy, but it's also hard to talk about without like sounding conceited. Right. But it was just, it just you know, I mean, that's, that's, you, you want to connect with people. That's, you know, that's why you do this. And they just, I mean, like Matt Hayes, who, you know, is just a wonderful, wonderful person that we met there. Um, You know, he came up to me like after the set and like, uh, you know, he was, he had tears in his eyes and it just was like, you know, one of those powerful moments where you're like, um, I don't know. It just felt like it connected and, and, you know, it just, yeah. Just felt like lucky to be, uh, part of that.
3: No, yeah. It's mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, remarkable. Never,
0: <laughs> well, like, I mean, if, if
1: this was I'm fidgeting a little bit because it's just, it's like Josh said, it's hard to talk about this sort of stuff without sounding conceited. I just don't like talking about No, no,
3: I understand. I understand. But it is, like I said, and I'm going to reiterate here, that it is really a special thing just as an audience member and friend just to be like, oh, I'm I'm seeing this band connect on a deeper and more meaningful way than like there's a band playing in a room and there's people watching it and maybe there's they're having a beer. And that is a tangible and important thing, and I think it's an important thing to your history. So it's important not to back down from it. And do, don't worry, you don't sound. I don't think it's possible for you guys to sound conceited about this kind of thing. Because ultimately, when you're talking about scale, you know, we're not talking about thousands of people. We're talking about you know do- dozens to, to hundreds, and but they're all. It means more to them. Which, if there's any yeah. connecting factor to what this show tries to focus on. It's you know that idea of it you know it it's you you may not be known to millions but to the, those that do know you it means more and this is exactly the kind of thing I I love this kind of stuff it's great so you know yeah and, and so and, and, and you're mentioning that you know and I I I saw you know grown men like you know hardened you know noise rockers like <laughs> with 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 a with something in their eye and I was like oh my god that's crazy I've never never seen that happen before.
1: I don't usually look up when I'm playing because if I do, I, I if I see somebody else that's getting that, if their eyes start to get goopy, I I can't I can't hold it together. You know what I mean? Right. So I kind of just kind of I kind of have to sort of zone out and what what happens, happen. I don't know. We
0: we're gonna <laughs> we joke because. Uh, People make comments like that, and we were joking that we should have, like, rutabaga um, embroidered tissues that we saw at the merch <laughs> table.
3: Corner <laughs> of the market. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that Now that is what's known as playing your strengths. <laughs> they. You uh, so, okay, and... You know, and and I don't want to you know belabor the point too much, but obviously it was, it was a special moment. I was I was glad to be there. I was glad to you know play whatever small part I had as as an audience member. Even, um, but how does that? I mean, do you feel that there's more pressure then if when people care more than it's supposed to be? In like, uh, we're just doing this thing over here. Don't mind us. Uh, does it ever factor in at all?
1: I don't think about it. I don't know. I I mean, it, it kind of does. Like, w- like uh, last year's barbecue was. Uh, it was uh, pretty. I don't know. I felt I felt a little under pressure, like uh, because we we did. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how to talk about this. It was just uh, like the – so the one you're talking about was two years ago, and then the one I'm about to refer to was this year, and it was uh, it was a little more nerve-wracking because we were involved a little more. You know, I was helping with Center Home and that sort of thing too, so it was kind of hard to get refocused. And, you know, there's like – you know, sometimes it's just an abandon. Like, you know, there is some sort of pressure, but it's it's like once you get going – it
0: all kind of melts away. Right. I mean, exactly. we actually, and we actually like, <laughs> we had to, like I stopped the first song because my guitar was really out of tune and it was, there was kind of like this like panic moment where I just felt like, oh man, I'm totally like screwing up in front of all these people and then like, and then like I look up and I'm like, wait, these are like, these are all people that I consider friends and they, 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 don't want me to screw up they like they want to see us play music they're like standing here because they want to hear our band and, and and we are doing for that right just like we want to hear their their bands and so it just i like we started the next song and it was like okay that was just that was gone it was just left like this little moment
3: sure yeah, and a, yeah. a, a realization of you know it, it, and then that again that's one of the differences between like you know oh playing a, i'm playing a show or i'm playing a festival and playing one of these events is that the, the level of engagement and just the ultimate punk rock idea of you know people taking turns like oh i'm i'm on stage now but i'll be watching right you know, tomorrow or later in the day yeah uh, yep. or whatever and that that's kind of that, yeah. that's a huge appeal to me um yeah, and, and I know exactly that which you speak to, where you you are sort of dividing like, okay, helping out, I'm doing what I can over here, and then oh, now it's go time to go be creative and do my art. Okay. Let's switch gears completely. You know, <laughs> And there we go. Okay, now we're doing this. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's it's it could be a bit it could be a bit much, but that said, yeah, I think I think you guys you, know, you couldn't play to a more supportive crowd. Right, <laughs> like you would have to. You would, I can't think of a possible situation where you could have.
1: Yeah, and you know that somebody else said, like uh, a friend of ours uh, was playing for drums at the pave for the paver the first time we played with them at the observatory, and he said, "Yeah, we're playing this barbecue tomorrow. This would have been 2011, and uh, he was like I'm going to be playing in front of Steve Albini and blah blah blah, and I'm freaking out about it. I'm like, dude, just get up there and do your thing, and it'll be just fine. This guy's an amazing drummer." Uh, Eric Rasmussen from mm-hmm.
0: Observatory Studios. Plus, Albini will be playing poker. He's not going to be. That's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. I, 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 I have seen you know. He, I have seen him watch the bands.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw him that first the, first. the one we played where you were talking about earlier. He was back there. He was helping uh, make pizza that night. I will tell you that July in Chicago, or I was June. Either way, summer in Chicago is hot, and that pizza kitchen was at least twenty degrees, even hotter. Right, a little warmer. That first year, it was unreal, and he was back there making pizzas. So I, you got to give him props for
0: that. Yeah.
3: No, and uh, you know it's it, it's interesting because for for to, to outsiders, like it seems like oh that's the Steve Albini thing, right? <laughs> it's like ah well you know that's how it was started, but it's kind of this own self aware entity that. Has become its own thing, really. That uh, you yeah. know, they're, they're, it's it's franchised. It's uh, <laughs> you know it's worldwide. Right. Like
1: it's the spinoff show that has done well for its
0: own reasons. And right,
1: exactly. It, it, regardless of the pilot.
0: And there, are, I mean, obviously, there's people that step up and and you know get behind. I mean, the Thunder Snow would have happened without Jeff Fox and and Troy Strand. Um, you know, I mean, they, the two of them, not like solely, but predominantly, made that happen. Yeah. You know, booked the band, set up the hotel. I mean, the, the wow. amount, all the PA, all the, you know, right. the amount right. of, yep. of effort that people put in, just to make something cool for them and their friends, is it pretty inspiring? I mean, that's what you know. That's a big part of what I wanted to do why I wanted to do music I mean I you you want something that's fun and an outlet but you also want like a focal point just to like hang out with people and yep. meet new people well it's also kind of like I like the idea too that like that, that it's
1: I mean there's obviously there's some some key players in a lot of these things but the, the fact that it's like okay, so these guys are going to do this one and then these guys are going to do the next one and then somebody else is going to do something else and everybody's kind of taking turns and it's not the same as like the sort of commercial thing where you're like you're playing at a bar and somebody's getting paid blah, blah, blah. It's it's like we're doing this for ourselves and we're entertaining ourselves. I mean, it's like it's kind of part of that. You mentioned the, the punk rock thing and it's kind of part of that DIY. Like we don't you know, and one of the things about PRF events too is that uh, is that it's almost all. Um, I mean, it's almost all. The money is always going to charity of some kind, and it's legit.
3: legit. No, no, nobody's making um, money on it. Yeah, nobody's turning a Right, it. Exactly. And believe me when I say, believe me when I say, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about as far as that goes. Uh, right. Because the, the you know the cost of putting these things you know these things on it's not free at all right but it's it manages to be sustainable and it manages to work because everyone puts that are all into it and and it's i don't know it's 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 difficult to describe i'm not looking to you know turn myself into part of the process and part of the story because uh you know we, we are rounding out uh you know second half of the, of the second hour here and there's other things i want to get to but i think it is notable and laudable and uh you know i know i'm pleased to be a part of it and i'm pleased to have discovered you guys from it
1: well speaking of your part of it we had something we wanted to talk to you about.
3: Oh, we gotta go now. I'm sorry that no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, please go. Go ahead. Yes. Um. Well, Conan. <laughs> we didn't want it to come out this way, but we're pregnant. <laughs> no. Oh I'll... my god. Oh my god. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, no. We had um, we had talked about cause, uh, you you and uh, Ben been putting on are putting on the second west coast PRF event this spring
3: guilty as charged yes
0: this coming spring and we had talked about possibly coming out for it
3: indeed we did and
0: we if you'll have us we would love to be there
3: yeah, yeah! That's, a, that's a Protonic Reversal exclusive ladies and gentlemen Rutabaga just kidding <laughs> Psych! <laughs> Psych! No,
0: we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make it work.
3: That's awesome. So, we, and of course, uh, and uh, you know the 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 lines of of self promotion get very blurred uh, sometimes along these li- along these sort of situations. But that's April tenth, eleventh, and twelfth at the PRF Barbecue West Two at uh, Leo's, formerly. Leo's Pearl Audio, uh, Leo's Music Club. If you went there last year uh, for the Pure of Barbecue, you know how great that place is. This time they have finished bathrooms, so that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) A hell of a lineup.
0: That was the the deal sealer for us. Yeah, Yeah, we've got this pre-show ritual that
3: requires finished bathrooms. (laughs) Okay, so cool, cool. How are the bathrooms? That's that's really what we need to know. We've got to get the uh, the important criteria on. If Uh, you said that, I think other people are probably thinking something else. Uh, (laughs) No, I just – it's a stomach issue. Wait, where are you going? (laughs) No, stop blogging about this. Stop. Stop. fantastic that that's that's great great news it's gonna it's gonna be an amazing time i'm not even gonna believe me if you listen to the show you're gonna hear all about this in the in the coming months so don't worry there's we're gonna be no of details but there's there's some incredible uh acts some incredible surprises and uh it, it should be a excellent time and i'm looking forward to to being a part of that and i'm lo- very looking forward to uh seeing the bay area crowd experience the rutabaga for the for the first time fall in love with the first
0: time yeah we're- we're really, really excited to get out west. We, I, I have never been, so
3: Oh this will be a good, okay. yeah. Well, great, and I, I'm glad we can just we can just skip past the me browbeating you guys to come out here. <laughs> Part of oh
0: and. Oh, we should have waited. Should
3: have waited.
1: <laughs> no, it's good. You, I, said, the, you <laughs> said the time you started mentioning this, I am like, oh, we got to, we got to do this. This was completely calculated. No, it's, it's we've been calling you for two days to do this on your show.
3: Fantastic, I, I, I appreciate that. You are men that know the value of a good exclusive, so that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, so, all right, if, if people want to know more about the Rutabaga, uh, you know, they they can listen to the album albums. On Bandcamp, uh, there's uh, it's these naughty lines, not n a u g h t y like naughty by nature, <laughs> right? But k n o t t y as in composed or uh, involving with wood. Uh, these naughty lines dot uh, You can find uh, rutabaga stuff. You can buy the. Vinyl, which is beautiful, I might add. You can buy the C D, you can buy uh, digital actually wait, do you have any more of the records? Uh, maybe the I remember the records are sold out?
0: They're in repress.
3: Well there you go, folks. Well oh, uh,
0: that that was another exclusive. Oh they're not? They you know, they are. Oh I wow. didn't know that was hey. like hey. out. There you go. I, had, I missed that
3: meeting so First
0: off the social media, so he he doesn't know like my tactics, you know, I've got <laughs>
3: your social media team show anyway.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Kidding. But no, yeah, yeah, we are. I
3: wish I hadn't hadn't talked over that. That would have been a great drop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do
0: think that, um, uh, John Solomon who runs PRF distro
3: comedy. one John. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think he has a few copies left of the vinyl
3: fantastic and yeah. uh and and again, the repress isn't going to happen <laughs> yeah get by the <laughs> buy those first and then maybe it'll happen but uh, it's all
1: been canceled because of my big mouth
3: men- mental dichotomy it is a platonic reversal exclusive that there's going to be repress of the vinyl of brother the lights don't work and i'm looking forward to that even though i already have my own copy I- i've recommended it to people i know people that are vinyl nerds that will be very, very, very pleased to hear that.
1: Oh, uh, if they're vinyl nerds, they definitely want to get the original pressing.
3: Yeah, because that's... You know,
1: from uh,
0: Comedy Minus One.
3: That's or, the, from, the Coke Bottle Clear uh, vinyl is the one that I have. Is that the one you're referring to?
0: That, well, we did, we did half Coke Bottle Clear, and then we also did um, some black. And I think the ones that John has... All the Coke bottle clear are, are long gone, but the there's a few black ones left at PRFdistro.com.
3: PRFDistro.com, dot com coming at you. Uh and then uh the rutabeg R-U-T-A-B-E-G-A.
1: That's the way it should be spelled. That's the way it should be spelled. <laughs> Not Rutabaga. That's, rutabaga. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Or,
3: or Josh the dot net. Call the call.
1: <laughs> quick, somebody save that URL. Buy that quick, <laughs> or the cyber squatters get it.
3: Uh, so uh, I want to thank you boys for uh, joining me on the show today. It's been great having you. Uh, you know, I, I I always love talking to you. I'm just thrilled as can be that we're going to be able to host you in the Bay Area in April, and
0: um, and we get to hang out in February and thunder snow. We do,
3: yeah. Oh, that that's yeah. I want I want to mention that. So uh, I guess you know, tickets are already. Well, for the show, we're not sold out. But the, but the hotel is already booked up because uh, there's some band called... Uh, what were they named? What were they called? I think Low, I think, sure. along those yeah. Lines. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might have heard of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> if it isn't Gary Sharon era Van Halen, I don't want to know from it. That's going to be amazing. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I will be in attendance. In fact, we may... We would definitely be the royal we this time, be doing a remote broadcast from Thunderstone. I'm still working out the details for it. Uh, There's there's some interesting stuff in the works for that. So looking very forward to that. Uh, Any other Rutabaga announcements or information you just got to get out there? Your social media team, I'm sure, is blowing you up right now, Josh.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm Um, sorry that I said too much.
0: No. it's (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. No, we do have um, – we've got a 7-inch that's going to be coming out um, sp- spring of 2015 on Triple I Industries. That's E-Y-E. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> okay. yeah, they're that's
1: a startup label out of Milwaukee featuring uh, the guys from Volunteer, which are also wonderful. Oh, fantastic. So wonderful. Yeah. Oh, you've heard of them. Nice. Yes, yes. Yeah, we are. their stuff is rad.
3: Yeah, I've actually i've i have uh, shared a stage with them and uh, good good oh, awesome. good people. Um, that Francisco is pretty yeah. talented with the, with the art. That's too. right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got to know Francisco for years. He was uh, in a punk band called the Traders. that used to come down to Southland quite a bit.
3: Is that Traders T R A D E R S or T R A I T O R S?
1: Stab nope. him in the back,
3: Traders. <laughs> Traders. I understand great so i'll uh, be looking after that uh there's also um you know the, the twitter facebook uh you know snapchat tinder grinder <laughs> you guys are on all of it uh, as an entity uh yeah you know real quick and, and i sh- and it should be you know th- this is one of the reasons why it's great just being you know the person that does everything so i have nobody to be like dude wrap it up uh uh-huh. garth you quit facebook How, how's that
1: you know, a lot of people want to ask me about that. Uh, I don't know why. It's I don't know. It? It's it's awesome. I I like. I feel like a real person again.
3: Cool.
0: I don't know. Like uh, it was. Uh, now he just messages. He emails me and asks me to post things on. This Facebook. is yeah. This is where it sucks. <laughs> so when you talk about the social it,
3: media team, you're really talking about Garth messaging,
0: right? Well, yeah. I, I can, can you awesome. can you message Francisco and ask yeah. him. Yeah, no. it's awesome for me too, Conan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it
1: really does put a burden on him as far as like because I, I can't promote shows anymore and that sort of right, thing. Right, right, and. It's, it's uh and I don't know about shows that are happening. I've missed out on a lot of things around here, so I mean, I don't know. it's been an interesting experiment. I'm trying to go at least a whole year and see see how that goes. Uh, and so far, like just the I'll be honest, like I have less anxiety right. as a result, which is strange that it's something that you're supposed to be doing for fun, but or uh, you know what I mean it, but it's sure, sure. no, yeah. Made me feel anxious and like I was kind of compulsively checking it all day. That's
3: Fear of just, missing out or something along those lines. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And now I just know I'm missing out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and I mean, I know why, why I'm asking is that honestly, if if I didn't do this show, I, I I'm I'm pretty much done with uh, Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, but, hey, the, the, I got, got the I got all these cheeseburgers. Got gotta sell these cheeseburgers here.
1: Yeah, I think for me, Facebook was more of a bum out than anything else. Like, there's just so much, uh, so much negativity, and it looks like, you know, you can vet your friend list all you want, but like, there's just no way around it. Like, there are people that are going to post things that are just awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and that made it really difficult because then, you know, I, I kind of feel like, kind of feel like. People overshare a little bit too much, and I would just rather take people for what they want to present to me at face value. You know what I
3: mean? Right, right. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you for answering that. Like I said, it's a little, little off topic, but I figured, well, I got you on the line. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> not going to be reading a post about it. So,
1: <laughs> I, I, I it's, it's weird. Like I could send you a singing like, telegram people, or something. A lot right? of people have asked me about this. Some people just straight up ask me, like, "Hey, did I, did you, did I piss you off? Did you delete me?" I'm like, "No, I deleted myself, actually."
2: I heard
3: about like, that uh... thing you said. <laughs> yeah, fuel the paranoia. I heard about that thing yeah. you said. I heard it wasn't cool, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one? What did I say? All right. Well, th- there you go. That's a that's a little diversion there. Um, but Rutabaga, yeah, rutabaga.com. dot uh, your SoundCloud, Facebook, you know, whatever, uh, whatever other stuff I mentioned. Um, any any closing words, parting messages of of peace and or anything along those lines.
1: Uh, happy latest birthday!
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> did you did you tune in earlier? before I had you guys on, where I was talking about how that the metric changes the older you get. That hey, we got people out on our Friday night, and there was there was a big <laughs> drink. So. that's the party (laughs) Uh, and other sad truths the kona neutron story (laughs) no man
0: we're just we appreciate you having us on and and playing our songs and yeah we look forward to seeing you at thunder snow
3: yeah man uh people i always get a great reaction when, when i play the rutabaga people always ask who it is and not because they're annoyed by it so that's
0: Oh, wow. Like, really? The song is still going on? <laughs>
3: we get it.
0: I, I, cool. I drove home and I came back. Did you play this song twice?
1: <laughs> Turn on
3: the summer. We get it. Fine. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's on already. It's on. Hey. Jesus. Enough. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, boys, so much for, for joining today. And uh, we'll, we'll, have, hey, we'll hey. have you on again. And I, I hope that when there's some new Reutabaga stuff to play that you'll uh, remember you'll friend the Neutron and send it my way. And we will, we will play that Problem. music there.
0: It's a deal. Thank you, Swerve.
3: Sounds like a plan. Alright. Stay warm, boys. Alright,
0: thanks. Ciao.
3: Alright. There they go. In fact, speaking of turning on the summer, why don't we turn on the summer right now with the Rutabaga? This is off. Brother the lights don't work. It sounds a little something like this. That was a show. Appreciate you listening to it. We always appreciate every episode here for Talk Reversal. Uh, this has been episode uh, 34, somewhere of those lines. I can't remember exactly. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter? I don't think so. Uh, you can find the show every week Thursdays, Civic. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m.
1: Photonic reversal.
3: RitoNeutron.com for the podcast. Stream every episode. It's all there. It's for free. Get at it. Playlists. All that good stuff. Test, 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 test. Conan Neutron on Twitter. Facebook if you must. Find all things Vega. Thebrutabaker.com. As we come to the close of our broadcast day. R U T A B E G A. This is my farewell transmission. Thesenaughtylines.bandcamp.com. K N O T T Y.
4: Signing off, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea.
3: Read Neutron.com for to this show.
4: The sound of my voice.
3: See you next week. I've
4: got 50,000 watts of power. sound into electricity can you hear me now out on route 128 the dark and lonely I got my radio on can you hear me now can you hear me now Top Ten, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Special Really broadcasting if there's no one there to receive.